What are we discussing on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast? Well, it's crossover time with Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants to give way too early NLS predictions of how we think the division is going to shake up in 2024. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com to see all my latest work. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube. So please hit subscribe to Locked on Diamondbacks on YouTube. But now it's crossover time with Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants. The last two pods have been with Ben. I swear to you, this is the last pod we have with Ben for at least, you know, the foreseeable future. He will definitely be a crossover guest in the future. But for the rest of this week and the next couple of weeks, no more Ben Caspic podcast. This is the last one. So let's get right into it. But Ben, you know, we talked a lot about the offseason so far in today's podcast. I want to ask you, you know, with the Dodgers and the D-backs and the Giants, who we think is going to take the NL West crown in 2024 and what other moves you think your team still might need to make this offseason to potentially win the NL West next season. And if you think the D-backs or the Giants might win the NL West next year, why not go to FanDuel Sportsbook and place a little futures bet down because the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers could get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's it. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live, live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. My favorite thing to do is a same-game parlay. Whenever the Lakers are playing a mediocre or below 500 team, I take Anthony Davis over in points, AD over in rebounds, and the Lakers' money line. Now, let me tell you, that third leg of the parlay hasn't been hitting as recently, but when it does, I love seeing money go into my pocket. And if you want the same feeling, go visit FanDuel.com, FanDuel.com, slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And we are back here with Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants wrapping up the podcast. One more segment to go. And I want to talk about the NL West, Ben, because, you know, the Dodgers have spent some money this offseason. The D-backs, we see the Giants, they signed the, the, you know, the most expensive foreign player ever, brought in former D-back friend Robbie Ray. Like, how are you feeling about the NL West right now? How do you like how it's going to shake up? Do you have any strong predictions for what the division might be next year? Do you think the Padres potentially could be a sneaky under-the-radar team? What's your feeling right now in the NL West? Well, you mentioned earlier the Dodgers 
you can't wait for the you know discourse once they win 130 games and then yeah. you know get swept in the first round or whatever so i'm with you on that like i think uh you'd have to be taking crazy pills not to pick the dodgers to win the nl west and and we've been doing this for several years now and i feel like that's been the story pretty much every year is when we do our you know round table with the other hosts of the of the division it's oh, always yeah. been the Dodgers, except, you know, they're they're actually last year, I take it back, there were quite a few Padres picks and just goes to show what how unpredictable this game is. And so as it stands now, I think the Dodgers are far and away the top team in the division. It's not remotely close. The Padres are an interesting team because they're they they're subtracting, you know, like they had all these stars and people thought they would compete with the Dodgers, but, you know, they traded Juan Soto and Blake Snell is a free agent. Josh Hader is a free agent. And you Darvish is like 38 years old all of a sudden. And <laughs> so, and he signed for like a million more years, which is crazy. Padres could be in trouble. I mean, they're a team that definitely could, uh, have some problems down the road and I did say that actually going into last year but um, and then you've got I think again like once again the D-backs and the Giants kind of live in a similar realm they're not like similar teams in in the way they play um, and, and the style of play but hey look like you said the D-backs <laughs> won 84 games the Giants won 79 it's not like there was a huge difference I there. guess that's true and the Giants fell apart in the last two weeks like I don't I don't know if you remember but the Giants held on to playoff spot for I mean the D-backs fell apart too in the middle of the yeah season. we did yeah we did for big a time while. <laughs> yeah yeah like we around we the all-star break yeah we were like yeah. one of the worst teams in baseball for like a six-week stretch there yeah and it was looking like, okay, like D-backs went down, Giants were coming up, and it and unfortunately the season season continued a little bit longer than I would have liked. I would have liked to stop the count at around 140 games, but instead yeah. we played 162 and and things went real south for the Giants. D-backs got hot. Um, but I just continue to feel like both of our teams, I don't know, the D-backs probably I think they look like like an above 500 team and, and a wild card contender, but I don't see them as like a 95 win team most likely, you know, but somewhere in that 84 to 90 or 88, I don't know. I'm just mm. throwing out numbers. They're pretty good. Mm -hmm. They're pretty good. And, and, you know, young players getting better, which is part of it with them um, with the giants. I think they have work to do. Like, I don't, if, if, the, if they're done now, then I would definitely have them, below the D-backs and it's the Padres are like this total enigma to me because they had Soto they had Hayter they had Snell winning the Cy Young award and they still were an 82 and 80 team they won three more games than the Giants like it kind of doesn't make sense um and then you lose all those players but I think they massively underperformed like their record in one run games was crazy bad their record in extra innings was insanely bad and so i i anticipate just kind of natural improvement for them just by kind of if they were to like replay the season i feel like they win like 10 more games like they just had they just had a weird season with all the talent they had but then they lose a lot of guys and i don't know if they're done yet and so as it stands now dodgers 
I mean, I might be. It might be time to pick the D backs at second place for me. Might um, be time, yeah. Better and be it might, time, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did go to the World man. Series after all. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hey, I think the Giants are not done, and I wouldn't. I I would not be surprised if they go out and sign another player or two for a hundred plus million dollars this offseason. Like the like the top four, the Boris four, Snell, Montgomery. Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger. I, I see them getting at least one of those guys. And, and we can go back and roll the tape if I'm wrong and call me out on it. But I still think that they need to do that in order to stay competitive here. Otherwise, they, they're they looking like, you know, depending on how the Padres do, a fourth place team. And I think we know poor Paul Holden and his Rockies are going to project in last. Yeah. So. But yes, but um, with that being said, I want to hear what you have to say about all that, including on the Giants and and uh, the Padres and and your D-backs. You will hear my thoughts, but first I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel because if you think the D-backs are going to take the NL West in 2024, then why not place a little futures bet down on FanDuel Sportsbook because the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's Number one sports book right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's a, I'm going to say it one more time, 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. And there's so many different ways to bet like Live same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, make a parlay in the parlay hub. My favorite thing to do is the same game parlay. I like to take AD over in points, AD over in rebounds, and the Lakers money line. Now, that third leg of the parlay, the Lakers money line, hasn't been hitting too much since the Lakers, you know, raised their in season tournament banner. But nonetheless, when it does hit, it brings a big smile to my face. And if you want to smile on your face, then visit fanduel.com slash lockdown and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. After the holidays, we could all use a little extra cash in our pockets, especially after all the gift giving. We still need to buy the everyday things we need. Make sure you're getting cash back on all of your everyday purchases with Abata. Abata is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Abata user earns $145 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't matter, that don't amount to much. With Abata, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get a real cash that you can cash out to your bank, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. Right now, Abata is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Abata by using the code Locked on MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Abata app to start earning cash back. News code Locked on MLB. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or Apple App Store and use code Locked on MLB. Yeah, I mean, 
Dodgers will give them the division for now. I mean, on paper, they're going to be loaded. Um, D-backs, I think we got to lock them into number two. Coming off the World Series appearance, addressed the third base, Brock back Gurriel, signed Erod to number three. And honestly, if we get one more bat, because Mike Hazen has talked about adding one more bat, one more DH, and J.D. Martinez has been linked all over to the D-backs. Like, if we get him, I think that's a cherry on top to the offseason. You got your rotation locked in one through four. Your lineup's going to have, like, Carroll, Marte, Walker, Suarez, uh, maybe J.D., maybe are you going to have Moreno in there. Like, I think they're legit could be, like, seven deep. So, I really do like this D-backs team a lot, but I, I don't need us to win 95 games, and they probably won't. Like, I just want to be the Philadelphia Phillies, win 85 to 88 games, and then just be built for the postseason because I think this D-backs team is built more for the playoffs than they are for the regular season, which I think is all that matters. Like, you could go out there and win 115 games in the regular season, but if you flame out like the Braves or Dodgers in the postseason, like, no one is going to remember the 162-game marathon that you had to go through. All they're going to remember is the heartbreak at the end of the season. So I would mm-hmm. much rather just be 88 wins and just get into the dance and then see what happens from there. The Giants, I mean, I definitely think they need to add a couple of those players that you uh, that you talked about. Um, for me, it just depends on how that young talent progresses next season because I like Logan Webb. I like a couple other players in their lineup, but if the young talent doesn't improve, if they don't continue to develop, like it doesn't really matter who you sign in the offseason because you need those foundational pieces that you guys develop internally uh, to take you to the next level. So right now, the Giants, I wouldn't say I love them on paper, but I don't think they're going to be bad because – I never like the Giants on paper, and then they're always a 500 team or better. So they will probably be better <laughs> than my expectations level for them heading to the season. And the Padres, I think, are the biggest wild card potentially heading to next season because if they're bad by the trade deadline, like that could be a full teardown rebuild where it's like the only guy you're keeping is Tatis and who knows about everyone else on that roster. Like you might even look at Manny Machado trades. You might look at Bogarts and Darvish and Musgrove. Like, I don't know. Like it could get really dangerous for that Padres situation because reports were coming out at the end of this past season that they were taking out loans just to meet the payroll and stuff like that. So like, uh, the way that they built this thing has been so crazy, like giving the money to Bogarts instead of re-signing Juan Soto, trading all that for Juan Soto just to trade him once again. Like uh, yeah. the Padres are kind of a mess right now. And of course, the Rockies, I mean, uh, Nolan Jones, he's good. They got a couple of interesting young guys like Nolan Jones, actually a lot better than I realized. Yeah. I had a crossover Paul Holden like a month ago and he put me on to Nolan Jones. I looked at those numbers. I was like, damn, all right, this guy might be a legit stud that they have here. But the rest of that roster, uh, I don't know. So I definitely have Dodgers number one, D-backs number two as a as a playoff wildcard contender, like you said. And then the Giants, like you never know. They could be sneaky. I just think. The NL is actually kind of deep. When you look at the Braves, the Marlins are sneaky. Uh, The Phillies are, of course, going to be there. The Central, I mean, that's going to be pretty weak. But the NOS will probably send at least two teams to the postseason. And maybe Mm -hmm. if the Giants are lucky, maybe they could be that third team that gets sent um, to the playoffs. How do you feel about that? You like that? I mean, it could be four, right? Because you get the division winner and then you get three wildcard teams. But yeah, I don't see that happening because, like you said, the Phillies and the I feel like I would think so the Marlins they they had crazy like they're kind of the inverse Padres last year where they had an extremely good record in one run games and I believe they also had a negative run differential um and they're kind of a frustrating team this offseason just real real quick because it's like 
there's talks like they're out on Jorge Soler, who was a monster for them last year. And it's like, we know offense is like the only thing that they need because they're like six, seven deep in that rotation with like dudes under 25, but yet they don't want to spend money on players who are good for them this past year. Like, I just don't understand that philosophy. I don't understand uh, firing their executive who I thought was the executive of the year last year, Kim. So uh, I don't know what's going on in Marlins world right now. Yeah, that's the thing about the Marlins is they always tend to kind of shoot themselves in the foot even when things are going well. Like historically they've they've put together they've like finally built good teams and then it's this isn't what they've done now, but then they like traded trade away a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of took a step back, but I feel like what I'm, the, the Mets, I mean the, you can't sleep on the Mets either with their well, they did trade away like a lot of guys, but still, I feel like yeah. you can't you can't totally throw them out as a team that could. They've still got some talent, you know. They got Lindor, Pete Alonso. Uh, starting rotation kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit after you lose uh, Scherzer and Verlander, but uh, yeah, I mean for the Giants, they just they basically want. You, that's a great point by the way, about the young talent, like they, that is a hundred percent right that they need. And the thing is, they've got some guys, like they've got some guys who have arrived in the major leagues who are pretty high end prospects, mm-hmm. probably, you know, not household names, but guys who debuted in the major leagues this year, we're talking like 21 year olds who have really high upside, like, Kyle like, who's the guy we should like who yeah who's the guy that we should be on the lookout for Ben and I will wrap up the pod but first I want to talk to you guys about the Jace case because I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life according to the FDA pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade this is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a significant other got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use off-code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. I'm saying Kyle Harrison. This is a starting pitcher, left-handed pitcher. Kind of like, I mean, I don't want to throw unfair comps out there, but like kind of like Carlos Rodon, Chris Sale type mold where you're talking power lefty, like overpowering fastball. Maybe a little Robbie Ray in him with some command being being like a problem at times uh, for him. But if he can, you know, just throw strikes, 
he can be completely dominant. And he's 21 years old. He may be 22 at this point, but he has the potential to, and, and they actually have a lot of arms, probably not of that same like front line starter potential, but like, you know, good pitcher. Like look up, you know, Tristan Beck kind of quietly had, had some pretty good numbers for them and, and perf- just performed well. If you just watched him pitch, he pitched well. And then you've got like a 21 or 22 year old Luis Matos, who a lot of people had as like a top 15 prospect by the time he arrived. If you look at his AAA numbers, they're just off the charts. And Marco Luciano, like there's actually quite a few guys and Patrick Bailey, I guess he's not really a rookie anymore. Um, but you know, he, he became like a total stud defensively, but, but Kyle Harrison is the guy to watch. And Hey, Jung Hoo Lee is also a rookie. So they've, they've yeah. got, they've got several, like it. this is Maria Guardado of MLB.com covers the giants. She said, uh, you know, like a hot take was like a giant winning rookie of the year this year. And I think that that's a, that's a pretty solid, like hot take because they've got some guys. And, and like you said, I think that is the key for them. If, 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 if one or two of those guys break through and become really good players, hopefully even more than that, like Logan Webb kind of came out of nowhere, Mm. by the way, to become like one of the best pitchers in the game. Not a lot of people knew who he was either before they developed him into what he is now. But Look out for Kyle Harrison. He'll he'll probably be in that opening day rotation. He's nasty. Um, just when he's on, he's about he he looks like untouchable, and he's he's super young. So yeah, and honestly, for the Giants, like what I kind of want them to do because I don't know if signing like one big time free agent like Blake Snell is going to like dramatically increase their chances of move the needle for the World Series. Like I wouldn't mind if you guys like took a year off next year and was like let's just play all the young talent we have and just figure out who are the core pieces that we have here. Like Robbie Ray, like he's coming back from Tommy John. We'll know how good he's going to be in the first half. Alice Cobb might miss the first couple months. Like let's lean all the way into the young talent. Let's, yeah, let's bring up all our top 100 guys. Maybe not all of them, but let's actually figure out who are the guys that we should build around going forward. Who are the young pieces that are actual foundational championship pieces that we could see here long term over the next few years because obviously the Giants do need to go out there and sign some of these you know better free agents but I first want to decide who are the core pieces that we have to build around so maybe the Giants just look at next year as a development year and then 2025 is where it's like all right we like those four or five guys that we produce out of our system now let's go add around them and then try to go compete in 2025 and 2026. Problem is the fans don't. I don't think the fans have the patience uh, for that. But but you may be right. Like it long. may be. Yeah. yeah. It's too long for all that. And and here the good news is that I think they make it a priority. They're making it a priority to incorporate these players. And we saw a lot of them last year, and they went through some struggles. And that was part of why they kind of fell apart. Um, was because some of these guys struggled at times, but. I think you will see a lot of, remember the names, Kyle Harrison, Luis Matos, Marco Luciano. Like those are some high end prospects. If you look at previous top 100 lists. Oh, I'm looking at these are are all like top 75, top 30 prospects at one point in their career. Like Marco Luciano was at one point like consensus top 10 and he kind of fell off. He's had some injuries and stuff. He was, if you look back a couple of years, he was, he was top 10. uh, And uh, Kyle Harrison currently top 20 
certain you know Fangraphs has has uh, Matos top twenty, um, and then Patrick Bailey becoming what he became. So we'll see. But uh, I think they will they will give those guys a shot to play this year. And trading Mitch Haniger, it kind of opens up an outfield spot that was crowded, and maybe that allows you to give more playing time to an outfielder like Matos. And yeah, currently, kind of Brandon Crawford is gone. I mean, he's a free agent. And so yeah. you're looking at right now Luciano as your starting shortstop. And so expect the Giants to look a little different, a little younger, a little more kind of, you know, high ceiling, low floor with some guys in some certain spots where you don't know what you're going to get, but there's the potential for really good production, potentially. Yeah. Peterson, the free agent, too. Is Conforto still under contract? Yeah, one more year. Yeah, so I'll just like trade the Confortos. Is JD Davis still under contract? Yep. But he, yeah, so I'll just they trade. They need someone to platoon at first with Wade and Wilmer Flores can DH and that, that, that would open up third base and short is also open. So they've got some yeah, flexibility get, to, to kind of mix in down. the young guys. Yeah, get those get them out of here. <laughs> I want to see all young guys. They're solid, but man, they need. They, you're right. They need. They need bigger, better impact, and it's got to come like young players make. We saw it. The championship era for the Giants was built around young, homegrown talent: Posey, mm-hmm. Lincecum, Kane, Bumgarner, yeah. Sandoval. Like Mad that's Bum. what. Yes, your favorite. I mean, when. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got the best of them. You got the worst of them. But yeah, yes. Um, but I mean, I'm actually Posey, come on, you know. I'm actually, I'm actually hurt with the numbers he put up in Arizona because when he, when he gets on the Hall of Fame ballot, you're gonna be like, damn, he was kind of bad once he at the age of thirty because his numbers are just so bad the last four years of Arizona. Like it's gonna kind of hurt his Hall of Fame candidacy because I do. Think oh yeah, he totally. potentially has a chance uh, to make it. But Ben Caspic, we just talked. The listeners won't know this because this episode will be broken up into multiple podcasts probably. But we just talked for well over an hour, a whole bunch on Robbie Ray and the Giants offseason, the Dodgers spending, whether it's a problem or not. Please, Ben, where can the listeners find you on social media? On X, I guess we're calling it now, at Ben Caspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. I'm also on Instagram. I don't don't know if anyone... do people do you plug your personal Instagram, Millard? Or do you plug the like show Instagram? I plug my personal Twitter and then the show Instagram and show Twitter. You mean your X? Yeah, X, sure. I will never call it X. <laughs> it will be Twitter for me until the day. <laughs> but I look at the logo underneath our names on I YouTube. Know. It's a X. I'm gonna change it myself. I'm going to I know, it's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah so. at Ben Kasbick, uh the show account as well as uh L- at L O underscore SF Giants. And Likewise, where can they find you? The yeah, listeners. at Creator Thomas 24 for my personal account, Locked on Dimebacks Twitter and Instagram. Follow Locked on Dimebacks on, on YouTube. Follow Locked on Giants on YouTube. And we're, of oh, course, yeah. on all your streaming platforms. Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants, a mega crossover, talking a whole bunch about the offseason. And maybe we'll talk one more time before the season starts for a little preview. I mean, we definitely got to do that roundtable. We're going to do that. I'm going to bring a whole lot of heat for Jeff Snyder of the LA, of the <laughs> oh, Lockdown LA Dodgers. Oh, my him. God. Roast he is him. getting lit up that roundtable. Oh, I, I cannot, cannot wait. wait. So He's going to be defensive. He's yeah. going to be all this, that, and the other. But he 
just rail into him, please. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, he'll probably just shrug it off, to be honest. It's okay. We'll do it again to them next season. How they cope. That's- Copium. Yeah. Copium. Go go smoke some more copium if you need it. That's Ben Kastrick of Locked On Giants. I'm Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. Until next time, doses.